Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Singapore is the myopia capital of the world. And we are going to find out why right now. David Chong, the CEO and Director of Optometric Services at Mi Me, and Eugene Yu, Senior Director for Vision Care in Singapore and Southeast Asia for Johnson & Johnson Vision. David, Eugene, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, uh, everyone. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Neil. Good morning, guys. Great, morning, to, guys. great to have you guys with us. Uh, and, and let's just jump right into it. Uh, David, maybe <clears throat> we start with you. T- take us through... First of all, what myopia is? Uh, myopia can occur under two conditions or a combination of these two conditions. Uh, the first condition, which is more common, is when the eyeball is too long for light to focus on the retina. Now, this is the most common reason for myopia. Now, the problem with myopia, particularly in childhood myopia, is that it progresses. Sometimes can be quite rapidly. In Singapore, it's not uncommon to find that kids have an increase of one diopters every year. Hmm. Now, myopia progression is mainly due to the progressive structural elongation or stretching of the eyeball, which could potentially affect the health of the other layer of the eye structures. Now, the second reason is the cornea, which is the front cover of the eye, is too curved. Now, this is less common because we know that cornea does not change its shape uh, too much during uh, a person's lifespan. Now, what is particularly interesting for some of the parents to know is that sometimes your kid might have a myopia. So it blur their distant vision. Mm. So their interest will be mainly on close work. Now, do not take it, you know, that it's okay for a kid to be only doing close work and not doing outdoor. It might be because they cannot see far. Right, right, right. Let's just bring Eugene in now. Eugene, you're the Senior Director for Vision Care in Singapore and Southeast Asia for Johnson & Johnson Vision. So you're at the front end of this. As someone who is based in Singapore, why do you think or what does your research show that why Singaporeans' myopia is so high, particularly among young Singaporeans? Hey, thanks, Neil. Like, like what Glenn was saying, Singapore really is the myopia capital of the world. And it's really a growing epidemic, right? And which really affects the future of our children. I think what is happening right now is that a lot of parents are also unaware of the implications that myopia will have on the children's long-term eye health. Mm. And sometimes I, I myself as a parent, and sometimes we're not uh, aware that myopia will progress and that there is no way to manage it. So you kind of stop at just spectacles fading but actually with newer innovations, now there are ways to control and manage myopia progression that will help the long-term eye health uh, of our children. We're talking to David Chong uh, of Me Me and Eugene Yu of Johnson & Johnson Vision in Southeast Asia. And uh, David, if I can just bring it back to you, I, I read this stat that you had supplied to us that, that uh, 80% of children in Singapore will likely be myopic by the time they are 12. Now, uh, my having seen my own kids go through school, um, you know, they're on screens, uh, etc. They're not looking off into the distance enough to refocus the eyes. Uh, tell us about why the, why this is happening to kids. Is that correct just because their faces are in books and on screens? Well, basically, there are two reasons uh, for myopia, uh, although we do not know the exact cause of myopia. Now, there are evidence to state that many people actually inherited uh, myopia, or at least the tendency to develop myopia. Now, if both or one of the parents are myopic, 
there is an increased chance these children will be myopic. Now, even though the tendency to develop myopia may be inherited, now its actual development and progression may be affected by how a person or the kids use his or her eye. Now, individuals who spend considerable time reading or working in front of computers or doing other close work may be more likely to develop myopic. Could adults get it too? Could adults develop it later in life if they don't have it as a child? Uh, you can, but it is less common and the progression is definitely less rapid than children. Hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, let's bring it back to you as Senior Director of Vision Care. Um, you've just launched this new product, and I'm going to say this wrong, even though I use the product myself. So I, I, before listeners all jump on me, I don't know how you say AccuView. AccuV- how do you say that part? AccuView. Absolutely, you're brilliant. It's AccuView. Okay, yeah, AccuView. I did right, get it yeah. right. So I use AccuView contact lenses. I'm using them now. Thank you. But um, so you've launched this new product, AccuView Ability, which specializes in myopia for young children. Now, for the benefit of our many, many parents listening right now in cars and on Facebook Live and so on, what are the signs they should look for in their children that they may have myopia? Because it can strike at the earliest age, can't it? What should they be looking for? Absolutely. So I think the first thing is to visit your optometrist regularly. I think one of the things about eye health is it's kind of underrepresented or under uh, uh, utilized, right? I mean, we do for our yearly health checks, but we don't really take the time to do a yearly eye check. So talk to your optometrist, go for a comprehensive eye health check, and the optometrist will be able to be um, prescribe you with the right management tools. Uh, and Neil, like you said, we have launched a new brand uh, which we call Acuvia Ability. It's the, um, a product range, it's a solution range that will help control myopia. So now we will start to intervene the condition and disease much earlier rather than the point when it's progressing and you're just using spectacles to correct it. Now let me jump in there. That's actually quite interesting. As someone who's worn contact lenses for almost 20 years, are you saying that this new product can actually control myopia or even slow it down or reverse it? Uh, absolutely, no. Um, and I know hmm. David will talk a lot more wow. about it with, from his expertise. Uh, but what this is essentially is an overnight uh, contact lens, which is a hard lens. Think of it a little bit more like braces for teeth where you wear it wow. to kind of straighten it. This is one where you only wear at night. And then um, and versus the braces for teeth, there are a couple of good advantages, I would say. One is that it's not 24-7, right? You wear it at night. In the day, you can actually take it off. And the second biggest advantage is actually by the time you take it off in the morning, you have perfect eyesight. So literally, the kids will go to school, carry on their activities, do their sports and have perfect eyesight. They come back home. They wear it in the comfort of their home, in the safety of their home, under the supervision of their parents. So, um, And of course, the whole idea behind it is it controls the myopia progression mm. and thus leading to better long-term eye health uh, for all our children. And Eugene, how long do they have to wear uh, the ability uh, contacts to, to see results? Uh, I, I know every case would probably be different, but is there a general time frame? Absolutely. I think everyone would be kind of different. Again, I would recommend talk to your optometrist about it. Sure. I, I'm sure David will be able to give a much better range surrounding the different profiles of children uh, that are uh, on this auto lab. Yeah. Oh, David, let's bring you in on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's uh, AccuView uh, ability is one, but uh, if we talk about that, what are the other possible types of treatment uh, for young people and older people for myopia? 
Well, for the last 15 years, we have uh, understand the nature of myopia or, or how it happened, okay, a little bit better than before. Now, we also know now that uh, uh, altering the light ray, uh, the peripheral light ray into the eye, can affect the progression of myopia or control the progression of myopia. Uh, ability is based on this principle, whereby we alter the shape of the cornea, mm -hmm. okay? By shaping the cornea, the peripheral uh, a light ray will enter in certain angle or certain position that we want it to be. Now, by that, it is very significant. It can significantly control the progression of myopia as well. Wow. So, if I could just clarify that, because I, I think listeners will be genuinely fascinated by this. So, you're saying, David, that this lens would reshape the cornea overnight in the way that a brace will reshape your teeth. But the difference is a yes. brace, you still have to keep on. My daughter's wearing braces at the moment. But you're suggesting, David, that every day you can take this lens off in the morning and your eye will stay corrected for most of the day. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Well, it is sort of reverse wearing of the normal day daytime contact lenses. Mm. As I said, we wear in the night. Uh, as Eugene has said correctly, the biggest benefit, uh, there are two benefits, I should say, uh, is the control of the myopia. And second benefit is the, the child will wake up with almost perfect vision. Yeah. Wow. That's an extraordinary uh, breakthrough, uh, actually. Unbelievable. It really is. Yeah. Uh, David, you've been a, an optometrist for 34 years, so you've likely seen it all. Is it fair to say that screens have increased uh, myopia in young kids. Are, 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 is, are screens the problem? I think there are enough evidence or clinical evidence to, to find that any form of close work, uh, whether screen work or reading, can actually increase the progression of myopia. So parents have to take note that you know the, the screen time versus the outdoor time or distant vision uh, range the child might want to see can affect the, the, the progression of myopia and also the level of myopia as well. David, just to follow up on that, in your experience, Glenn and I were talking about this off-air. Kids all over the world stare at screens now. Kids all over the world read books. Uh, we have our tiger mom phenomenon across Asia. It's not unique to Singapore. And yet, Singapore traditionally comes up worst in terms of myopia. Are there additional factors beyond genetics? I spoke to an eye specialist once, and he said, because we live in such a built-up area, our view is often blocked by other buildings. Therefore, mm. our eyes are trained constantly to be short-range. Is there, is there any truth in that, that our environment also plays into myopia? I, I think there's uh, uh, quite a lot of uh, evidence to say that uh, the environment play a very important part in the development and the progression of myopia. So in, in cities like us, and uh, also because of our weather does not permit our child, our children, uh, mm. to go out there often, okay, to have distant viewing uh, uh, object, okay. So that might affect, okay, the, the progression. And uh, also, of course, the genetic part of it is the uh, one that plays the most part. But having said all that, we now know even among Western countries and uh, certain countries, they used to have low myopia. It is actually creeping up. Mm. So, in fact, the World Health Organization has stated that by 2050, 50% 50 of the world population will be myopic. Wow. And out of wow. which about a billion of them will suffer from what we call high myopic with the risk factors of uh, pathological myopia. 
Yeah. Well, fascinating statistics. Uh, Eugene, we're going to give the last word to you because we do have to run. Uh, but when uh, when you look at, at uh, some of the, the products coming out like uh, Ability and others, um, what does what does this uh, what does Johnson and Johnson hope will will happen with uh, with really what is a, you could almost say it's a, a pandemic of bad eyesight yeah. in this country uh, and and elsewhere around the world. Uh, of course, the the Singapore National Eye Center launched its myopia. Center in uh, 2019. Right. It's so important. But what what is your view or Johnson and Johnson's vision's view for the future of uh, trying to tackle this? Right, Glenn. I thanks for the question. Right. I mean, as an eye health leader, global eye health leader, we want to do more than just selling a product. So, like you said, surrounding collaboration with our Singapore National Eye Center. In fact, in 2018, we invested 36 million dollars collaborating with the Eye Center and Research Institute all in the aim of driving research in myopia and how we can prevent intervene even much earlier. Hmm. Last year, we uh, announced a collaboration with EDB where we wanted to build a patient ecosystem so that parents, patients can have access to myopia solutions much easier. Hmm. And just late uh, and starting this year, in fact, we were also working with the Singapore Optometric uh, Association in terms of charting up a seven-year roadmap of what it looks like for Singapore. Um, And this will go towards supporting the Singapore healthcare pillar of beyond hospital to community. How do we drive patients and allow greater access in the community care so that our patients, our parents, our children are all well taken care of? So just the last piece on ability, um, it's not just a product. We have a suite of solutions. And in fact, there was one, we have a C-Ability app that allows parents to actually track the outdoor time of all our kids. Mm. So it's not just a product. You can actually use the app just to track and then have a conversation with your optometry so that all our children will get the most optimal care um, and, and really uh, have their eyesight and eye health uh, in, the, in the future. Fascinating stuff. I have mm. put in our uh, Facebook chat, Money FM Facebook page, the uh, link for the uh, Singapore National I center. Uh, gentlemen, after we finish the interview, please do feel free to put any other links uh, in there for information, sources of information uh, that would be interesting. And our listeners do have one or two questions. If you want to address them, that's fine and put in the links. Our listeners will surely appreciate that. Awesome. Our thanks to uh, David Chung, the CEO of Mimi, and Eugene Yu, Senior Director for Vision Care at Johnson & Johnson Vision. Great to have you both on. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Neil. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.